Hey y'all. I think that's my catchphrase because I feel like that's how I start every um episode by saying hey y'all. So I should get that on a shirt. Hey y'all. <laughs> this particular episode is stemming from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and the racial slur right that took place i just watched the season finale and if you i know some of us don't (laughs) but if you watch to like the endings of the credits they give you like a sneak peek of like a round table that they did and i think it's mtv.com slash color of change if i remember correctly and I actually went to it and I just you know it was them just having the conversation of racism and colorism and the differences and how it is amongst our community now let me start by saying this as well I don't agree with using the term that was used in the show I understand that her child was brought up and being a mother, right? Completely understand. Cause I go hard for mine. I love mine. I tell him constantly, I will beat somebody's ass over you. I fight kids all day. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'd say that to him cause that's my kid. And, and as his mother, it's my job, right? To protect him. So I get it. But watching the round table and listening, because Spice is on it, and listening to what she had to say. She's, she was saying how she was coming for her parenting. And nobody wants, you know, to be come after about their parenting. So I get it. And it's just in, in everything and overall, it's like I get I get I get her being upset. I get Spice being upset, but it's like in the mix of being upset, I don't think there are so many other things that you could have went to, but to go there was just such a low blow. I think also in the episode is they kind of talked to a few of the cast members towards the end as well. And like wanting to get their opinion about what happened. I think it was Kurt who brought up someone said Spice went low, but Erica went to hell. And he was like, why did it have to, why does she have to go to hell? For which, like, yeah, you, you, there's, I feel like there's just so many other things or so many other things that could have been said besides that, right? And I guess this is really kind of hitting, hitting today. Because my mother, you know, my queen, you know, she herself is is kind of went through a similar thing that kind of took place at, at her work. Not necessarily like color, you know, but she had a coworker and he felt comfortable enough to share with another person of color in the office now they're they're at work he's they're in the office to let her know how he 
describes my mother to his friends. This is a Caucasian male talking to an African-American female, telling her how he describes my mother, who is also African-American, how he describes her to his friends. And his description was, oh, I work with the nice black grandma lady, right? And I guess this was supposed to be a compliment or saying how nice and sweet she is and in all of these in the third. And, and I said this to my mom, I said, because of the generation of which you grew up, right? Because in it, it I know I'm kind of all over the place right now. So it, it eventually got back to her boss, right? And so things were talked and this, that, and the third. And the question that my mom's boss asked her was, well, why didn't you report it, right? Or why didn't anybody report it? Like, why didn't the, you know, our friend report it? I say our friend because she's been a friend of the family. The person who he was, that he felt comfortable to tell this to is a friend of the family. So we've known her for years. So that's where my brain went was like, not only did you tell the uh, another black person in the office, but that all the black people, you know, you went to our closest, you know what I'm saying? Like someone we see outside of work who's been to our home and we've broke bread with and we've done activities and, you know, gone to her wedding. So it's like you you choose the person who we're most probably closest to in the, you know what I'm saying? So that was like, really? At all people, that's who you chose, but whatever. Um, but the question that was brought to my mom, like after her boss and everything kind of found out was like, well, why didn't you report it? Or why didn't anybody say anything? And to my mom's answer was, it didn't really bother me or I'm not taking it the same way as you're taking it. And it's in, I told my mom, I said, because of the generation of which you grew up in, right? Someone says it in the office. We have to let that slide off our backs, right? Like we can't make it seem like we're having an issue or a problem because we have to keep it together because we're not trying to bring attention to ourselves because we want to keep our jobs. We like our jobs. So me going to you and saying something or reporting it or whatever you want or whatever it may, that's going to bring an unnecessary attention to myself and I don't want it. He said it. I found out. It is what it, you know, it's kind of like, it is what it is. I let it roll off my back. I'm going to keep going with my day type of situation. And my mom kind of, that's the gist of, you know, how my mom felt about it. Then also it was asked too of the other coworker, like, why wasn't it, you know, reported? And it's pretty much, you kind of got the same answer. Like, this is what we go through, right? This, this is things that happen. If you want us to come in and report Every time somebody every time somebody says something stupid, we're gonna be in here all day. Like I'm not gonna get my work done because I'm gonna be in here trying to report or sending emails to you all day, letting you know this, this, that, and the third was said. So I get it. I was like, but now, mom, things are different, and you can speak up and you can let someone know that's not cool, that's not right, 
you shouldn't be saying that. And when it was brought to my attention, when my mom told me, because I am in HR, right? I have that, you know, that on off switch or certain situations. And so when she told me what was said, my, I believe my first question to her was, he said this in the office. And I was like, yeah, he told, you know, I was like, so he said this to a co in they're in the office and he's saying this. And I was like, yeah, I was just like, mm, that, that's not cool. Like he can't, you can't do that. You know, like that's not, that's not appropriate to be. It's like, it's one thing when you're outside of work and you're with your friends or you're with your family and you're doing whatever. And if that's how you describe her, I wouldn't know that's how, you know, she's not there. So she doesn't know that's how you're describing her. Right. But the moment that you bring that into the office, then that becomes a situation of where, yes, as an HR professional, I kind of get involved because this is what's being said in the office about another employee. And this can be taken in a whole nother way. Somebody is going to get offended by this and it needs to be nipped in the bud. And it's like, this person needs to be talked to whatever, you know, whatever needs to happen needs to happen. Right. So that's where I went with, with it and just kind of talking to my mom about it and explaining to her, like, this is why, you know, I think it's stupid that he felt that he could repeat that at work. Like, dude, you're at work. Seriously. You felt that comfortable to say that to another black person in the office. That's how you are describing somebody that's number like, if that's how you describe, just keep that shit to yourself. You don't need to be repeating that shit at work. Like you was out with a friend or whatever, or you could have been drinking. I don't know what, whatever the case is, but it's like, you could have kept it to yourself. Like you didn't have to repeat it. Right. But he did. And you know, there were other issues with that. And so, you know, other things happen outside of that. So I'm going to just leave it there because it's not my business to tell. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm going to just leave it there. But just to have, you know, to have, you know, ugh, sorry, squirrel, to know that that was happening with my mom and then to see this episode on, you know, love and hip, I think it's just bringing a lot to the full front of things of not just racism and colorism out, you know, outside of our culture, our culture in a whole, we are great. We are beautiful. We are strong. We are resilient. We, we are a lot, right? And that's because of our past. And that's why it's instilled in us, right? Because of the way that we were treated, because of the way that we are looked at, because of the way, you know, we have to be, we, it's because that's why we are the way that we are. We're, you know, so, but within our culture also comes other things with each other, right? I'm not the lightest 
I'm not as dark either. It's like kind of, you know, I'm a caramel. I'm in the middle, I guess you can say. But there's always been, I do have relatives that are darker than me, right? And I think we're all gorgeous. My one relative, my one cousin, she does have a mixed race child, right? And I will never forget this. We were at the store. It was me, her, and her son. Uh, it's her oldest son. And at the time, I want to say, I don't even know if he was one yet. Maybe one. Because he was sitting up in the... Uh, he was sitting up in the cart. So, he, yeah, maybe one. Not, maybe not exactly two. Because he was sitting in the cart. But we're at the store. And I'll never forget this. And we're walking down the aisle and it was a, a white it was a Caucasian person and my cousin is I think it's she's in the freezer or something right like she's doing something and I'm standing by the cart I'm messing with you know messing with the baby and the lady comes up and she's like oh my god your son is so adorable he is so cute like how you know what's his name and by this time, like, my cousin is standing. She is standing there. Like, you clearly see her standing, you know. And I was like, oh, this is my cousin, you know. And the look that she gave when I was like, I was like, this is his mom. This is my cousin. Because at that time, let me tell y'all. This girl right here, she was not having kids. She was not for it. She didn't, you know, she she was not. So I was very, I was always very quick to be. Oh no, this is, this is the mama right here. I'm I'm the cousin. I'm the visitor, you know, like <laughs> that was me <laughs> to let you know. Cause I didn't think I was ever, you know, you playing God laugh situation because clearly I have a 13 year old. But at that time, that I was very quick to let you know. And so it's just the look that she gave her when I was like, oh no, this is his mom. My cousin is just like, oh. Why? Like, why did it have to to be that? Why can't it's like a simple, oh, your son is gorgeous or your son is so handsome. Why was it a, oh, because she's darker than me. So this can't be, this can't be her child. Is that, is that where we're going with that? And I will never forget that. And it was just, the look on her face, because we both kind of looked at each other like, what the fuck? Are you serious? She didn't have to look at you like that, and she didn't have to go, oh, like, some, you're just the point of just wanting to throat chop somebody, but you're like, the babies right here really can't do that. Can't be throat chopping people in front of the baby. So, <laughs> but it was, it was crazy. And it was just one of them situations that just, it doesn't leave your thought. Like, you can forget a whole bunch of shit, but it's just like certain shit just sticks in your memory. That's one of the memories just is like sticks with me. Because in that moment, I'm like, I can't believe that just fucking happened. Right? It's still one of those, I can't believe this shit is still happening. Now, granted, the boy will be 23 this year. So, they'll let you know. How far back, you know, <laughs> that was. He's a, he's a big boy. 
today. He'll be 23 this year. But it's just, it's, it's crazy. You know, just the whole situation was just crazy. And it just makes you think that even today that we still have to go through this. And then within our culture, it sucks because it's worse with us within ourselves, right? We all do it. Nobody wants to admit it. Some do, some don't, right? But we, we, we do it. And that's where the, the togetherness needs to come to play. Cause if they see us, when they see us doing it to each other, then to them, it's like, oh, well, they did it. So it's fine. Like I will, you know, my son does that. You know, he saw me doing, I was trying to break up the ice, the bag of ice. So I whacked the bag on the the dining table, right? I just, it wasn't that much ice, you know, it was a little. So I just took it and I was whacking it to break up the ice, right? And so I want to say a week or two later, had to buy more ice. So this is a new bag of ice and he takes it and he's whacking it on the side. I'm like, what are you doing? He was like, well, you did it. That wasn't a whole bag of ice. Like, dude, you going to break the table? This is like, dude, don't do that. Well, mom, you did it. Or, you know, my dad walks around the house, you know, in a certain, like, me and my mom were FaceTiming. And my dad walks in the shot. I don't think he, I think he forgot we were on camera. He walks in his underwear. I'm like, dad ain't got no pants on. And my mom was like. He's something about being in the house. I'm like, well, he's in his house. He can walk around with no pants on. And then so my son was like, but you tell me to put on the shirt. And I'm in my house. I'm like, but dude, Papa still got on the shirt. He's just walking around in his drawers. It's like, that's the mentality. I mean, granted, like that's a 13-year-old. But you have to think, there are a lot of people who still have the mentalities of a 13-year-old, of a 12-year-old. It's a, you can do it. How come you can do it and I can't I situation? So when they see us battling with each other, right? Going head to head and being disrespectful towards one another, they're outside looking in going, well, how come they can do it and I can't? So then they, so then they feel I can do it too. But then when we chastise them or have a conversation, then that's where stuff, that's where shit goes left, right? So we as a community, us as a culture, we need to get better with Loving on each other and holding each other down and not letting those others, not letting our past. Because let's be real. It's a lot of the past shit that we had to deal with, right? Is the reason why we act the way we are with each other. It's just a generational thing within our culture. I don't particularly like using this word, but I'm going to use it. Because, you know, back then you had a house nigga and you had the, the outside. Right. And that was based on what? Color. If you were lighter, you were inside. You got to be inside. You got to be with the air. See, you got to do whatever you were darker. Then that means you were outside doing the yard work and this, that and the third. That mentality has stuck with us for so long that even to this day, we still do it. We still do it to each other. We see somebody light. So, oh, light bright. They must be right. Right. We see somebody of a darkened complexion and it's like, uh, you are like, you must got it hard. Cause you're like, like, no, let's stop it. Let's stop. Let's stop beating each other down. Let's really be there for one another. 
Because us as a culture, let's be real. If we come together and we love on each other the way that I know that we can, they ain't shit they can do to stop us. Look at just the past history. Black Wall Street. The, what we accomplished. In the moment that they saw that, what they did. They came and they just demolished it. Now granted, they don't teach us that shit in school. Because I think I just learned about Black Wall Street a couple years ago. I didn't learn that shit in school. So it's like they keep us out of the history. They keep us they keep us out of history books and stuff like that. Yeah, they talk about Black History Month, the shortest fucking month of the year. Whatever. Oh, and then next year's a leap year. So ooh, we get a whole 29 days instead of 28, and we need to be grateful for that. Here nor there, right? But so they keep us out. So we don't learn about ourselves, right? Until we're older, but by the time that we learned it, but by the time that we learn it and we're older, you are already kind of stuck in your way, right? Sometimes you can change it. You can be that person to, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say this. But let's be real. Old habits do kind of die hard. You could be on that good pace and then some shit will happen and then you right back where you started from. So, but if we start holding each other accountable, I think we can all do it. I think we can all make it to that tier, right? Of just being empowerment of each other's. I love my people. Every time I see something, I'm like, oh my God, I love us. Let's just be real. There is just certain shit that happens that if it's not for us, that shit wouldn't happen. Or our facial expressions. I don't know. I think it's a Dave commercial and it's the white chick. And I, you know, the clearly people get it right. It's somebody in the marketing's like, no, we need a black person for this. So it's a Dave commercial. It's a white chick. She's breaking into the bank or whatever. She called her friend is <laughs> a sister. Right. And she said something about, you told me, like, where's the 500 Some shit, right? And she's like, I told you to drop your bank, not break in. You know, like, what are you doing? That's stupid. So in the end, she's like, oh, can you come pick me up? And I shit you not, a black, no other person could have did this. She looked, she's like, oh, no. It hangs up the phone. She's like, oh, she going to jail. No other person could deliver that line. No other cult, you know what I'm saying, could deliver the line the way that she did it because you know why they hired her because she could deliver the line that they waited in the way that they needed it to be delivered. Only we can do that shit. You know what I'm saying? So just imagine if we were just more supportive and loving and being there for one another and holding each other down. The shit that we can accomplish, we fight so hard. That we start fighting each other because we feel that's what we have to do because of our ancestors. Because of the way that they treated us. Because of the little scraps that we got. And the stronger ones was able to get a hold of the scraps. And the weaker ones died of dehydration and, and starvation. And what did we do? We just, boop, we stepped over them like it was nothing. Right? We just climbing. It's like crabs in a barrel. Now we just we just trying to get over one another. And we are so still stuck in that mentality. That's what we're doing now. We're trying to get over on one another. When someone in your family 
makes it or they have money or they accomplish something. You got those ones behind them. Oh, you sell out. Oh, you did this. You, you're not continuing to uplift this person. You're not continuing to make them feel good about their accomplishments. Here you come with your hand out because you feel because they accomplished and they bust their ass to get where they at, that it is now their duty and their responsibility to give money when asked for it or to give a handout or to be there or to help every fucking member of the family who has a business idea and wants to do. And that's the problem. Cause we put that guilt. What is that? Is it the survivor's guilt, right? Survivor's remorse on them that now they chucking out the money. And next thing you know, the more money they're getting chucked out, now they don't have none for themselves, right? So now they right back to where they were. Now, not only are they right back to where they were, you still got shit to say because they right back where they were. That's not an uplifting situation. We are so hard on one another. It is mind-bottling to me. You made this person feel guilty and made them feel like they had to give you something. Because they made it out of whatever situation that they was in or they busted their behind and now they can, right? You made them feel some kind of way in our, in our culture. Cause that's what we do because that's what's inbreded in us. No matter how much we try to break the generation curses, it's still somewhere embedded, right? Oh, well, you made it. So now since you made it, right, make sure you bring your cousins, your auntie, your uncle, uncle, you know, peanut from down the street. He a rapper or day day, you know, he want to open up a mechanic shop. Ain't never fix a car in his fucking life. Or Craig, you know, he want to open, he, you know, he want to do barbershop. Ain't cut ahead in his fucking day. But you know, they we as a culture, we do that to each other. And we can't deny and say that we don't, because we do. We do that to each other, right? And to the point that now I'm back to where I was. Now I'm working twice as hard so I can continue and maintain, but now I'm still I'm still here because I'm helping you and I'm doing this and I'm doing that in the third, right? So you got something to say when I make it, but then you also have something to say when I'm back to where I started, like, damn, you had all that money. Now you still back. Now you back at your mama's house or now this, the, well, you want to know why? Because I had you motherfuckers in my pocket and y'all made me feel some kind of way. And instead of standing on my own and telling y'all, Hey, cool out. I was chucking out dollar bills to y'all bitches. And now I don't have, so look, I'm still here right back. And that's the problem within our culture because we do it to each other we think one is more superior than the other and that's not cool and that's not right we all all of our ancestors right was worse they were there struggling fighting hoping that one day we get to where we are today that i can go into a store and not get looked at sideways. Unfortunately, that still happens. 
you know? Is it better? Yes, I will say that because and we are getting more advocates. You know, it's coming more full frontal. A lot of people are taking those, the blinders off, I will say, and trying to be knowledgeable and understand. And I appreciate that. I do. And I hope it's known that we appreciate that. I'm not trying to like, you know, take that away. So that's why I say it has gotten better in that sense. But us as a whole, us in the whole culture and us appreciating each other and not tearing each other down, I think can be better. It's getting better. You know, we are trying to be a more advocate for Black-owned businesses. But within being an advocate for Black-owned businesses, you can't go in into that business thinking you're going to get a discount because the owner is Black. So then we have those, right? I am that person. I am the person to come into your establishment and go, how much does that cost? And if you want to give me, I'm like, no, this is your business. How much is it? I'm not that person to come in and just automatically assume that you're going to give me a discount because of the color, because of my skin tone, because of my color, because, you know, we're family or because you're my friend or because, you know, you're the sister of my friend or brother of my friend or whatever, however that we intertwine and know each other. It is not my, I don't, I don't, let me change it. It is not my audacity to come into your work establishment, assuming you're going to give me a discount because in some kind of way we're connected, right? Cause that's how you lose a business cause of shit like that. Cause the people coming in thinking, well, my mom, my grandmama watched you growing up. We friends. You're going to try. Well, fuck. Yeah. This is my job. This is my business. Yeah. I'm going to charge you. We got to be better than that. We have to do better than that. Do I know where to start? Talk conversations, holding each other accountable, not getting upset or in your feelings or whatever, because somebody is bringing something forth into your attention. And that's one thing too. It's like, it's hard for us to change when I can't even have a conversation with you. And it's not, I'm not coming hostile. I'm not yelling. I'm not cussing. I'm not have my fingers pointed in your face trying to, you know, I'm sitting at you calmly rushing, letting you know, like, hey, dog, or hey, like, bitch, that was crazy. Like, why you, or why are you going there? For me, if I can't have a civil conversation with you, it's going to be hard for us to elevate and actually listen and talk to each other. And that's the problem. Nobody wants to actually sit and listen and talk and have a conversation with someone because everybody thinks they're right. And, you know, like opinions, everybody is like an asshole. Everybody has one, right? But we need to be able to have these conversations with each other. That's where the change happens. The change has to happen within us, within our culture. And then once the outside starts to see how we are really supporting and riding or dying for each other, right? Like, oh boy, in, in 
in the chair, right? We came full force helping him. That's something that we need to continue to do. Come full force for each other. Do the call, hooty hoo, and know that everybody, no matter what, no matter the skin color, no, doesn't. We coming and we riding down. All right, we heard the call. We're here. What's up? What support do you need from us? As your culture, as your brother and your sister, as the kings and queens that we are, what is it that you need from us? What help? I'm not asking for a handout. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying let's hand, I'm saying let's really help each other. If there is 10 people, right? It's 10 of us. Within that 10, a lot of shit can be accomplished because what I don't know, you don't know, right? What you don't know, I may know. And what we don't know, somebody else may know. So just imagine just we all just do that for each other. Make the call. Hoo-de-hoo. <laughs> and we come and we write it down. We help and we hold each other down. Have those conversations. Immerse ourselves with each other. Talk to our kids. Let our kids know. You know, I try to have these kind of, you know, it's at this point kind of a in one ear at the out the other. Because like I say, he is 13 and he, you know, it's not that I'm preaching to him. It's just, it's just, it's having conversations, but sometimes it's like, mom, I really want to talk about this right now. And it's like, am I bothering you? I am. You look, I don't care. You tell me if I'm bothering you or not. I don't get offended. My feelings don't hurt. Cause sometimes you just want to be in your bubble, right? And be left alone. And I get that and I respect it. So I let him know, you can tell me these things. Just tell me. <laughs> he always feels like it's, I'm oh, like, I say, boy, it's fine. I tell, look, I told your grandma, Plenty of times growing up. Can I just be left alone? Or, mom, you're bothering me. It's, it's, it's just how you say it. It's just, this was on my heart, my mind today. Especially after seeing that episode. Because I feel like it's bringing a lot of attention full frontal of how we see each other and the things that we say and the things that we also allow outside people to intervene when it comes to us, right? Watch that round table and just just really listen to what the person is saying and how everything and what everybody is flowing and really putting out their opinions. And I love that, you know, Jock is also on the round table and he's very like, I don't know. You know, that's the way we have to be. You have to be vulnerable enough to be like, well, I didn't know that. See, I have a question and not make the person feel dumb or belittled because they're asking the question. And I think that's the other thing too. It's like, nobody wants to ask the question because nobody wants to feel like, they're asking a dumb question or, oh, you should know that because you black. It's like, no, I didn't know that. Help me explain it to me. I do see where, because in the round table, Yandy is also on there. And her projective of what happened is 
that slur was used because it was un, it was used by an uneducated person of not knowing what that word means to our culture. Not necessarily jumping to the fact that, oh, she's racist. It's she doesn't know what it means, right? So instead of us like really attacking analyzing and attack not analyzing, but really attacking her, let's educate her so she can understand it. Cause she really may not know. Understand it completely, but then when they do, they play the clip of where she tries to really have that conversation with her and it kind of goes left field because she's like, if I had the option, I would do it. I would do it all over again. That's what she said. And it's like, well, damn. So that sincere apology and all that, because she apologizes because she was like, I don't remember what happened. I don't remember what I said. And they show her the clip, right? And she's apologetic in the chair in her little confessional. So to hear that apology and then to know that Yandy is trying to talk to you. See, and I don't know what took, because I know you, we can, they can snap it, clip it all kind of way. So I don't know if the conversation with Yandy took place after her little confessional thing saying, oh, I'm sorry, I apologize. That's not what I meant. Whatever the, whatever the fuck she said if that came before or after. But I know when you watch the clip of Yandy trying to talk to her, she is not apologetic at all. And when Yandy said, I got offended, she says, well, you got offended because you chose to get offended. No, no, I'm offended because of the word. Like, I didn't choose to be, like, we're all offended. Like, the whole culture in a whole, we're offended. That you called a nut, you called a beautiful black woman. You use that slur towards her. Now, like I said, when we're in arguing, whatever, we is in a heated discussion. I get it. Things can can spear out. We always say kids are off limits. I hear, I hear it all the time. Right? Kids off limit. Kids off limits. I don't care how much. I don't care how many times that it said somehow kids are somewhat thrown into the mix right so it's just it just happens you say it someone gets pissed off you're ready to fight but i just i feel like so many other things could have been said within that term and now you didn't just say it once you said it like two three times Right. And then like it came from the gut, you know, like you meant what you were saying. And not only did you say the word, but you start making the noises when you were getting in the car. Now I was talking to because I watched it and I don't know if I watched it first or if my best friend watched it first. Like, I don't know who, I don't know who watched that episode particularly first, but I do remember us talking about it. And I asked her, I said, did you hear her make the monkey noises when she was getting in the car? And she was like, what? I said, yeah, she was making the monkey noises when she's getting in the car. She's making monkey noises. She's like, bitch, I didn't hear that part. She was like, it was a lot going on. I was like, yeah, it was a lot going on within that scene. I, I was like, but she was make full. She was making monkey noises getting in the car. So not only did you say the word two, 
two, I don't maybe two, three times. Really, I mean, once was fucking enough. But not only did you say it, but you were making monkey noises at that too. I, I've had blackout moments. I have. And, you know, you see my pictures or you see videos. Oh, she's so sweet. And I am. I'm like the sweetest person. And I'm corny as hell. I love corny jokes, you know. And you wouldn't think that. <laughs> you wouldn't think that for me. But I've had blackout moments. I've had two. So I understand when someone says I blacked out and I don't remember what happened or what was said. I get that part. But in the mix of my, I've never, never gone that low to where I'm like just spewing out just racial crap, you know? That's what I'm saying. We've all had heated discussions. We've all gone through. That's no excuse, especially when you do the what I don't remember, bitch. Yes, you do. You choosing not to, but you, you, you remember what was said. I'm going to leave it here. I pray and I hope that as a culture, right, that we do better amongst each other. I know I try to do my part, especially with my son and with his friends. He has his, you know, one friend who's also is another another African-American boy and I think I'm a little more aggressive, not aggressive, but I'm, a, you know, I take that parent role a little more stern. I'll say stern with him because, and it's like, and it's like, I'm not trying to overstep his parent, his mom, his dad. I know his mom, his, I, you know, his mom is a lovely person. I've had, you know, plenty of conversations with her. Haven't met his dad yet, but the mom I know. And I'm not trying to overstep that, but I feel that as a culture, especially with our kids, we have to be able to have those conversations with our children. So if you see, just like growing up, you know, who you you, you playing on the block? Hey, there go Miss Margaret. You know, Miss Margaret, don't do nothing because by the time your mom, Miss Margaret gonna tell your mama. You know what I'm saying? Where is that person? <laughs> In the neighborhood, that if some shit happened, Miss Margaret know go know, and once Miss Margaret know, you know your ass when you get home, your mama go know, cause she's spilling all the tea on which our little badasses was doing on this block, right? We still need that with each other, especially with our kids, especially now, and just everything that we are going through, and just everything that's happening, and just trying to be better than what we were growing up and wanting and wanting that power of change, right? To take force, to take action, right? We still need that. So it's like, I'm not trying to disrespect his parents by any means. It's just that if I'm, if, what is it? See something, say something. That's, that's where I'm at, especially with our black boys. It's like, dude, don't be out here like that. You know, my son called him and the first, when he picks up, he didn't say hello. He was like, nigga. And I was like, I said, is it Dorian? I said, 
And I mean, oop, I need to figure out a way to block his name out. I kind of said it, but, but I asked, was that him? And he was like, yeah. I was like, don't answer the phone like that. Or one time I called and he answered, he was like, what? I said, do you, I said, you're talking to a parent. That's not how you answer the phone. That is not, I get you friends and that's how, whatever, but that's not how you answer the phone. He fixed it. You know, he apologized, but it's like, we need to be, we need to be on each, you know what I'm saying? So that's as a whole, that's what we need to do. That's my hope in, 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 in wish for, oh my God, my phone is over here tripping y'all. I'm sorry. I couldn't figure out how to turn, turn that off. So, oops. Um, she made me lose my train of thought, squirrel. But ultimately, that's my wish. That's my hope that we can be better as a whole, as a culture, that we can really start loving and appreciating each other and not allow the outside to come in and mess up the love that we have for one another. Keep that over there. Because I'm telling you, once we come together and we really start showing that love and that appreciation, there they, ain't nothing they will be able to do or say to break it. Because our bond as a culture, let's be clear, that shit is strong, it's tight, it is wonderful. I'm happy that God brought me into the color that I am. And I'm and I praise it every day. I look at my son and I praise him every day. I look at my parents. I look at my brother. I look at my friends. And I look at and it's just like I love us because the 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 shit that we can accomplish if we put our minds to will just blow them out the roof. The shit we have accomplished. A lot of the lot of shit that we have today. If it wasn't for a black person, we will not have it. So just imagine we could just keep reaching that potential with each other. And that's what I want for us as a whole, right? Let's love on each other. Let's care for each other. Let's be there for one another. Let's stop this whole crabs in a barrel situation. And let's just start lifting each other up. That's my speech. That's my spiel for today. Love you guys. Appreciate the time. Remember to subscribe to the channel. You know, also follow me on tick, the Tiki Talkie. Um, and I know I have to get better with doing more of um, my episodes. I, I, we'll talk about that. <laughs> but love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Talk to y'all. And hopefully, hopefully I can get a guest on here. And it's not just me talking. I keep trying to nudge people to join in. So if you want to be a part of my little show, let me know that too. (laughs) Peace and love. Peace, love, hair, grease. (laughs) All right, y'all. I'm out.